Hold on. <laughs> Have you still got that E5 badge up? Yeah. Yeah, lose that. There's some Why? explaining oh, to has, do. There's some explaining to do about it. It's going to come up, but not tonight. But I'll give you a week. Fucking hell, you take the piss out of me. You look like the fucking straight out of fucking North Korea with that fucking haircut. <laughs> Turn to the side again. It's Kim Jong. <laughs> He's got a step. <laughs> Do you remember steps like when you was like fifteen? You used to have a step in your head. That probably is Wait, H, hold on. H from steps. <laughs> and a step, you idiots. It is a step. <laughs> oh, he wears he wears jean shorts, listeners and viewers. He wears that is jean literally shorts and got a step. That is, the, that is the consequence of when they hold the mirror up at the back, just going, "Yeah, that's all right, mate. Thanks." Without oh, looking, you've messed up my mic, my uh, camera. Oh Jesus Christ! Oh dear, we're going <clears> into the depths and beyond. Right now, you put. See, this is what this is what happens when you try and mock me. So Batman works. It's like through tellers. Batman. Pay for that. Can't pay for what? Um. Don't worry about it, all right? Just don't worry about it. Because listen, too there's much. too many, there's too many, there's too many people get triggered too easily here. If you want to get into a banner war, let's do it. But just remember, there's a lot of hurt feelings around here. Rick, Rick's new name, I've got him on my phone, but now Dom Jolly. Trigger oh, happy TV. See what I mean? <laughs> Is this the consequence? I, I said last week, didn't I? I look like too many people. Like literally. That's what you look like. It's just you're always triggered. Trigger right happy TV. Number, oh, I see. Yes, yeah, yeah. All the time. <laughs> It's just, it's too I listened easy. to it back on all that day. I was absolutely roaring. Well, it's nonsense, isn't it? It's nonsense. <laughs> I don't even know what I was talking It's nonsense. With. Nonsense. What was nonsense? I missed it. What was that nonsense? was uh, sacking you from obscurity. It's just nonsense. It's a little bit triggered now and all that. Mate, this, if this is me triggered, fair play, I don't dumb. know. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you already? I feel like I should push my lady in a pond now. No, he gets pushed into a pond, doesn't he? That's right. I need a badge for pushing into a lake. <laughs> Cub Scout. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> what are you doing? Are you mad? <laughs> it was brilliant, wasn't it? His time it was. was brilliant. It was. Never watched it. <clears throat> oh, you, you missed, missed that trick there. Brilliant. Stop. Never watched are you it. finished looking at yourself in the camera now? Because <laughs> yes. that puts me right off. That does. Well, All right. <laughs> Welcome to Monday Club, everyone. The episode five. Uh, oh, we're going to announce the winner today, aren't we? I thought we already know the winner, don't we? The winner, the, the, the yeah, but I don't think he, he is a winner. He's self-announced winner. Yeah, but the rules didn't stay, stipulate. You couldn't make more than one vote. I, I feel like, I just feel like the internet won. To be fair, the internet <laughs> oh, is the mate. winner. Yeah, <laughs> the industry is the winner, isn't it? Listen, there's there's no one else in this industry that is getting Joe Robinson measuring his head. Like, We've done that. <laughs> We've done that. No one else has done that. Like, right, if you, gonna... Listen, I want letters after my name now because no one else is getting Joe Robinson measuring his head. No one in the world. Oh, you're all right. That was pretty big, I must admit. Well, I mean, talking of letters, Neil, you've got some letters today. Yeah, Congratulations. I've been the Thank first much. On, on a live platform to congratulate. And you're proud of it, mate, which, as I've said, is the most important thing. Mate, honestly, I'm absolutely made up for it. It's, um... it's, 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 listen, I'm proud of you, um, and I'm glad you're proud of it because... It actually don't mean anything as we know so as no, long as you're no, proud of it no that's not true that's not true <laughs> that's means, what you said rick no i said it's got to mean something to you and it didn't to me anymore it's exactly what i said <laughs> um, speaking of which you knew your camera's the one way around so let's flick that around in the first two minutes oh of this video. it's right on the um on my screen so i can yeah. put that button there Boom. Oh, wow jim shark 
See, now, now it's wrong on my screen, so I have to remember that for next time. <laughs> the, <clears throat> I'm the same. I think I'm wrong on my screen, but it's right in the other. On the record. <clears throat> I wanted to um, pick up on something we've done last year, cause, uh, last week, because I was listening to it back earlier. Uh, we obviously covered this. Do you remember the CO um, interlinked issue that we covered last week? And we didn't oh, really. Can, can I just interrupt here for a second? I'm just looking through at like the the guesses of Neil's head last week and that, and then some some someone's put fat onion insult of the day. Yeah, <laughs> what? I don't remember anyone saying it, but I, I, it's I, got to be I something do. Sam said. Sam, no, the Sam you said it. You, you said, said it. Right. a fat onion. What no, you said it? No, Mark. no. Uh, Rick said it. Rick Rick described uh, Sam as an onion, and his definition of why he described it as an onion is because. It tastes a little bit less shit on the inside. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even remember. And then that. Sam just went, "Yeah, I'm a fat onion." Because Sam was about three quarters of a bottle of whiskey <laughs> down by this point. Literally, that's, that's that's the thing. You know, we talk and we talk, and the after shit that comes out. And <laughs> oh. um, no, go. but yeah, we spoke. So, what is that? All you, is that all you interrupted for? To talk yeah. about fat onion. Yeah, fat onion. Are we announcing the winner now? Should we get on straight well, on? Well, I'm, ju I'm just going through everything to see what, see what, what the coup is. So, okay, yeah. so there's, there's, there's a refereeing decision here because uh, we've got the winner. Mm. I think it's been No, I don't clever. think he's a winner. I think it's clever. I don't think you can't deny the man. No, I think yes. the rules are rules. There ain't no rules, rules saying you couldn't rules. vote for more than one. No, nope, nope. just said he can't put the same number twice. He found a well, back door and fact, he burst his way in. Yeah, yeah well, luck, luck <laughs> is all. You know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Give an half an opportunity. Mark, how, how many tipples have you had tonight, my friend? Uh, none so far. Hold on, what, what, what did you just call that? What are you calling it? Tipple. A tipple? I thought a it was tipple. a lick. I it was a lick. Oh, well, you. I'm posh today. And plus, I'm doing, I'm sober. Uh, I'm going to be completely sober. No alcohol until uh, until November the 1st. Why are you there, Charlie? So I've just got to get this. That, that, that sign behind you, the Area 51, what does that say? Look at that haircut. <laughs> For those listening, uh, Sam has actually paid money for a haircut that looks like his uh, blind aunt's done, and it's got a step at the back. You remember those I've steps when step he was like in, in, no, in no, 1994? No. Other way, step. Other, other way. way. Kim John on. <laughs> that is going to be as hell, isn't it? We have an undercut next time. Kim Jong Un. Yeah, your camera up again now. No, your camera's oh, look at the, again. Oh, mate. <laughs> this is doing my head in. This is a very unprofessional podcast, bros. Well, we turn up red like that. <laughs> what do you expect? Listen, we, we tried professional once. Professional didn't get Joe Robinson joining in. Measuring no, heads. Not. Measuring heads got Joe Robinson joining in. And uh, by just... the way, but if you don't know Joe Robinson, Joe Robinson Trading, YouTube, go check it out. Go give him a mention. That's two videos on the spin now. He's given us a mention. Oh, we've given him a mention. So, Joe, we want some payback. Yeah. yeah, mate. In the terms of about, what's it, about £10,000 now, we're charging it for yeah, a mention. Right. Like yeah, yeah. That's fair. Some will have you believe. Can I, um, can, can we just get on to doing proper podcasting? Because all this messing about at the beginning, I'm sure this is not what the industry hey, This is it. Us. I don't know what you, this is it. What are you <laughs> expecting? He's just got the this is... about his hair this time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, if, look, you, if you all want a banter war. You know, look, it's, that's it. Listen, if you want to ban... Listen, you <laughs> can't handle it for a start, Rick. Rick can't handle it. Mark, Mark can't handle it because he, he's half cut. And Neil, there's just too many things to destroy about Neil. I've just got like a banter bulletproof vest on. It's like, ding, 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 like, 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 like bat fink. My wings are steel. 
Oh, mate, you're so dumb. Um, let's so, talk about let's talk about the alarm. Uh, the uh, CO CO alarms. So, what, what, so what, if I recall, the votes were Ricky would not interlink them. And I would. Us three said we would. Is that correct? Yeah. So to try and sew up that. Um, but base just 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 to get through, this was based purely on. <clears throat> engineering judgment. There was, yeah, it was, it was, we didn't really look at any regs or anything like that. Did we? No, we no, didn't have a clue between ourselves. us. And yeah. we, we made that clear last week that we listened, we're outside our comfort zone here. But yeah. I thought, as I listened to it, I thought, you know what, I should find, try and find that answer and come back to it. So um, BS5839 Part 6, which is what we were discussing, fire alarm standard for domestic dwellings. And, and as I understand, sorry, is open now for discussion. There's a new one coming out soon. Which is surprising because it's actually one's dated 2019. <laughs> oh, well, maybe, maybe I've been given yeah. false information. Maybe, maybe, part, maybe part one, I don't know. I've not checked into that, but that was information fed to me. Sorry. Continue. So 13.2, <clears throat> section B says this. The fire alarm warning should be clearly distinguishable from the sound produced by any other alarm system in the premises. Example, intruder alarm, carbon monoxide warning system, all fire alarm sounders, blah, blah, blah. So basically... <clears throat> You can interlink them, I understand, from that. But the sound that the carbon monoxide... If it's a carbon monoxide warning that's going off, it must sound all the detectors with a different tone. I'm not sure. I imagine it's been covered by the manufacturers, but I'm not skilled enough to even know if that's a thing or not. The, the trouble is, I think we touched on this last week, there's no way... You, you don't hear them often enough to, to <clears throat> train your brain to know the difference. But isn't it's it telling good, you. Isn't it like... Like a thing that, remember when fire alarms were like being installed by the fire brigade for, uh, there was an advert back in the day. Free, you could, you could phone up and, and, and get your fire alarm fitted for free by the local fire, fire that, that's, brigade. That's still a thing. That's still free. That's still a thing. It is in my area at least. Adverts, there was adverts on TV about it. And it was always like, check your smoke alarm once a week or something. Who don't do that? Who don't Everyone. do what? But... Isn't it like a thing you should be doing? At least like checking your smoke alarm and that. And wouldn't you? Wouldn't you sort of? If you did that, even if you did it once a year, you'd know what one sounds what. No, you wouldn't remember when they went off. No, I don't think you would. I don't think you would. And I'm I'm pretty sure out of out of muscle memory from testing alarms, if you if you interlink CO and smoke alarms or optical alarms, ICO, they don't all change the sound. The fire alarms sound different to the CO alarm. But when they're sounded together, the fire alarm's fire alarm, not the optical alarm's optical alarm, the CR alarm's the CR alarm. They make a different noise separately, but interlinked, they don't all change the tone. Muscle memory, though. That is muscle oh, memory. Yeah. So. so, yeah, I suppose, again, we're, not, we're going down a road that we don't really know, but in terms of the regulations, that's what it says. The carbon monoxide must release a different sound to the fire alarm. Or what it says is the fire alarm should be a unique sound. So um, <clears throat> any other warning system should be something different. Listen, this is boring. What? Do, who wants to hear about my week? <laughs> yeah, no, hold on. on. Hold on. I, I want a conclusion of this. I want a conclusion. So based on all the information we have now, what are you doing going forward installing? And what do you think you should be doing? And I'll tell you my answer, I think, based on all the information I now have, CO alarms should be linked together and should be, as the manufacturer says, in every room that is habitable for long periods of time or words to that effect. So that covers the CO escaping into a different room. Mark, you said you could have an alarm going off, going off, going off. If you went to link them, one upstairs, one downstairs, maybe one in the living room, one outside the boiler, 
that covers that area and then link the optical alarms. That's what I would be recommending now based on information we have at the moment. I wouldn't, fall, I wouldn't fall out with that. I think that's, that's a sensible solution. Certainly um, in rented properties, whether you can persuade people to stick that in homes they're living in is another matter. And that's but where in, some of the combined sensors maybe come in. Mm. But then you have the issue again with, do they all sound different? I know with the Nest ones they do. Because that's what I've got in my house. I'm not, com I'm not familiar with all manufacturers. I think if you was a homeowner, you'd probably be recommending the Nest stuff, wouldn't you? From what I've heard, that is by far like, leaps and bounds above everything. If it tells you which alarm's going off, sends to you. Why would you go for anything else? In terms of social housing, obviously that would not be an option. Yeah, the cost is an issue. And also, Mark alluded to earlier privately that um, I think there's an issue with if they actually do standalone heat detectors. I don't think they do. So fit them in kitchens could be an issue. Or What, what do you mean, sorry? If you was going to install heat detectors in a kitchen, yep. Nest don't do one. Oh, Nest don't. Ico do. You, you get combined CO and heat. Mm. Um, yeah, definitely. But the Nest anyway. one's still a bit of a grey area. They do claim to have heat detection, but I don't think it complies with British standards. Ooh, so if you read into yeah. their manufacturing information, they do monitor for heat, but I don't think it's been tested to our standards. Interesting. Hmm. He's off to sleep. Oh, what do you think, Sam? What, what would you do now, based on the um, information you I, have? I would do whatever Mark says. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try. I'll, I would do. Um, I would just do whatever I'd done. It, I would personally want the whole alarm to sound. I would feel more comfortable knowing that all the sounders sounded in the event of, a, of any warning. So as long as the manufacturer could guarantee that if it was a monoxide detection, it sounded different from the main fire alarm, I would be happy with that. Do you know what I think? If it's a fire, you get out of the house. If there's carbon monoxide or whatever it is leaking out in the house, get out of the house. So I'd link it. Is it, is it actually just not? We, we, we're probably overthinking it. I'm going to yeah. simplify it and say, should a CO alarm just say CO alarm warning? rather than any Get sort of thing. Yeah, sit, yeah. see our alarm. I just warning. think if an alarm goes off warning. in my house, it's if an alarm goes off in my house... But it doesn't help people that uh, can't understand English. That's the problem. Um, you, you could have it in 10 different languages. Listen, I don't I'll know. solve this problem. If an alarm goes off in your house, get out. Simple. Sit. Well, but, but then do you call the gas man or the fire brigade when you're outside? Call the fire brigade, they come out and they tell you to tell, <laughs> tell you what. They won't even matter you. They'll be like, get out. Yeah. yeah, carbon monoxide failure. Yeah, that, that is absolute problem. logic. That is absolute logic. You're right. If Brains. it goes off, get out. So, Sam, how has your week been? <laughs> About bloody time. Um, <laughs> right. So, you got a haircut? Got a haircut? <laughs> haircut. All right, me. Um, so, um, it's been an interesting week for me because um, obviously I've had a few personal things happen. Um, not going to go into but a few personal issues and i've had to sort of slow down my life and just concentrate on on me and my family and just slow down everything so i've um i stopped taking on my work and i went back on to be a point and shoot spark just because it's what i need at the moment and so i've done that um and it's the first time in about a year maybe a bit more that I've been exposed to the agencies again. And let me tell you, it's not a fun ride. So last week, um, I contacted one agency and they answered the phone. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. I was like, must have made it an amber saved. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Samuel, have I I've got the wrong number here? I was like, is that is that so and so agency? And they're like, yes, mate. How can I help? I was like. You can't help. I put the phone down. <laughs> what a job. Yeah, whatever job you've got, I don't want it. Um, and then, so yeah, it's just, it's just the, the landscape's changed a bit. I think they've got, like, I don't think they're getting much work in, in terms of agency. I think everyone's sort of watching their overheads and having to do the work themselves rather than employ an agency. Um, and then I got promised a job. That fell through. And the guy was lying about why it fell through. And then he said, oh, yeah, yeah, phone me tomorrow. So I phoned him again the next day, and the lies changed. And I was like, you can't even remember what you said yesterday. Why am I even talking to you? It's just madness. And in the end, I got Are a job. Are these new agencies that you're uh, – or no. agencies you've had dealings with before? Agencies I've had dealings with before, um, not all of them, but they do have a higher turnover rate of, of like, staff. Like, you're always getting a new person come in. They've been doing it for six months. And they're like, yeah, well, that's what the industry pays, mate. And you're like, oh, how do you know? Like, Yeah, recruitment is, like, <laughs> it is literally 90% of people in recruitment are just proper, like, I'm surprised you was never a recruiter, Sam. To be to be honest, it's it, because it's the hustle, isn't it? It's like, yeah, all right, Jack, all right, lad, yeah, well, yeah, 25 oh. now, mate. Yeah, well, that's what industry pays, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's always, it's like right. the fucking estate agents. When, when have I ever gone, <laughs> Mark yeah, well, beard again. That's, that, Mark that's all I ever hear, mate. You know what I mean, though. It's it's that proper fucking. It, 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 it is. It's a. It's one big hustle. The whole thing's a big hustle. It's, it's like double glazing salesman of ten years ago. Isn't it? Have you ever seen that series, White Gold? Yeah, you ever seen that? brilliant. It's, it's oh, all yeah. set it's in my town, brilliant. isn't it? It's Sam, casual. have you ever <laughs> sold double glazing, Sam? <laughs> what? Do you know what? Sam, I so it's a yes no answer, Sam. Yes, it is. Eskimos, mate. Yes, it is. But listen. I'm good at it. No, so it's been it's been a crazy week. I finally got a job. Um, started there today, and it's not a bad little job. Pays absolute. It's it's actually embarrassing how much it pays. It's terrible. But I live in a different part of the country <laughs> <That much>? now. <laughs> you get paid that much now. It's embarrassing. You're embarrassing. You can't even tell no, us you're on that. The other much way, money. my friends. The other no, way. It's the trouble with saying that is people are going to jump all over it. You're you're ruining the industry. That's it. You're killing the industry by taking such a low wage. Well, let's think of it like this. This is a this is a fun thing, right? So it's all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tell the, the rate. Um, and there's personal reasons why I'm taking it as well. We're not gonna go into them, but it's literally 19 minutes door to door. I'm in a new part of the country, Canterbury, um, and it's just. I wouldn't just, say the rate. I I wouldn't say the rate. Just just for the sake of. You do get idiots, and no, we've had I don't it care about that. the union. I don't care about that. Let them say whatever they want. So I took the job. I took it for personal reasons. I took it because I value my time. Um, and so it's £150 a day. Eight Fact, you're four. killing the industry. You, you are the ex- you, you, you are, you are de-skilling the, the industry. Mate. In the you're, making, the bottom, you are. you're the biggest problem, mate. You're the biggest problem in this industry. So if it weren't for you, this industry <laughs> would be good. There you yes, go. I've got all the comments out of the way. It's pointless mentioning anymore. That's it. Thank you very much. Everyone, a lot of time. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, so, from Canterbury to say Victoria is twenty nine pounds a day. So, at the moment, it costs me maybe two pound a day to travel there and back. So, I'm already saving thirty quid a day, right? So that takes it up to one hundred and eighty pounds. Now, to, let's talk about I don't know a bit of lunch. 
I take packed lunch or my wife comes and meets me for lunch. So it doesn't really matter. But really and truly, you're spending about £10 a day on nonsense if you're travelling into London because you're doing... Because you're, you're going to be travelling in for 10 hours. So, so you're, going to be, you're going to be working an 11-hour day, getting paid 10. You're going to be travelling an hour and a half there and an hour and a half back. And so say you're getting 200 quid in London, you're spending 30 quid on the travel... For twenty quid, I'd rather not. I'd rather not travel for two, uh, for three hours a day. Do you want to know how much I earn a day? Go on. I've just I've just worked it out. Go on. A hundred and twenty-three pound. Is that after tax? No, before. That's before. That's my that's my salary is thirty-two thousand. Uh, obviously, us with with all the benefits of being so I get twenty-three days a year holiday and all you know van mm. all that stuff. So. For the if, extra, for the extra thirty quid, because obviously one hundred and fifty days before tax, yeah, it is absolutely disgusting. What what they think you should be? It's ridiculous. You should be on. <laughs> we, we've had this discussion a lot of times, haven't we? Yeah. Especially me and Neil went back and forward on LinkedIn, didn't we? On this, like, yeah, yeah, we did. When we yeah. First but I don't begrudge it, really. But I don't begrudge it. I will tell you why. Because if I want to go and earn two hundred quid a day. I've got to go and put the work in. It's the point. And, and go and find it. Yeah, it should be uh, like two fifty, three hundred a day. Yeah, going. I was earning yeah. that. I was earning that couple of weeks ago doing my own work. But this is where we talk about the day rate or the hourly rate. I mean, how many? You're, is you right? Eight hours a day, or is it seven? I'm doing hours? eight hours a day. Is that with your lunch or yeah, that's lunch? With lunch. So uh, eight hours a day. Um, how many eight hour a day jobs? Two hundred pound a day going in London. Eight hours a day. Um, not many. I, I've been very lucky for the last couple of months. Well, the last couple of years, I've had quite a lot. Mm. I've been earning all right doing it that way. I took this job because the value to me of having um, a bit of uh, a bit of a routine that's twenty minutes from my house. I'm home. I'm home by twenty past four. We're in the car traveling at four o'clock. I'm mm. home by twenty past four. I, I'm cycling down the beach to. Uh, you know, trying to get fit, fucking trying yep. there a million times. But you know, do you know what I mean? Like, it, it works for me right now. Hmm. Am I gonna make? Am I gonna do this for the rest of my life? No. But like I say, agency work is the best plan B you can do. Don't make a career out of it. Don't rely on it. Build your own destiny. But if you need to fall back for a minute or two and just have some some a little bit of stability, <clears throat> a little bit of a routine, then agency works fine. The thing is, what did you? We had a conversation the other day, dear. We. What did you say? What did you say? You was considering. You seriously considering ringing up your the local firms are doing the council work and going back on the books, yeah. because because you've actually seen, for me, from the nine months, it's not the best wage, but my, I'm a different person now. I'm, You're, a I'm, I'm You're a lot happier. You're a completely different person now. Completely different. Um, but, but for me, for me, I like. You're so much happier in what you're doing, but for me, I I really you know you know what I'm like, Rick. I like to push the thing. I like to mm. push boundaries and stuff like that. Mm. And what I need to do is just take my foot off the gas and just do the agency one. But what's interesting about the agency work is, like I haven't I haven't had to turn up to a job for ages, so I've got sorted out my bag. And when you sort out your bag, really you want to turn up with not the least amount of tools but the least amount of tools to do any job that day. Yeah. Because you don't know what you're walking into. Day one, absolutely. Day one, you don't know what you're walking into. Nine times out of ten, the agency will tell you completely wrong. 
they'll tell you the wrong time to turn up. They'll tell you the wrong address. Uh, and they'll tell you, oh, yeah, it's all second fixing, mate. You turn up and you're like, yeah, you've got an intake room to do. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's just... I always, I always used to... Obviously, agencies are funny anyway, so it's very hard to get the contact number of the site manager. Because oh. they don't want to give that out in case no. you go to them direct. Yeah. Once, once I've accepted the job, I always take that number. I always call the site manager. Like, I, I remember going on a job once. I, I spoke about this on a podcast before. It was at, a, um, it was at the New Times building. Um, I can't remember where that was now. But anyway, it was like, no, it weren't. I'm lying to you. It was the bank, Goldman Sachs Bank, 350 million pound project. Right. So I called up, spoke to the guy, said, what are we doing? He said, mate, you need, I don't know what boots they were. It was class for boots or whatever they were. I can't remember exactly. But he said, if you ain't got them, mate, no wonder you're on site. So you went and done the induction. Everyone had to take their boots off and show the geezer the tongue in your boot. So you can make sure it had to have the base protection. Someone had trod on a screw and sued them. So it had to have that plate running across the base of your boot. I had to go out and buy boots for that job. If I if I turned up in the boots that I had, I would have got chucked off. Half the people that got inducted got chucked off that job. Fucking agency never told me that. So then what happens? You went up the agency. Why didn't you tell me? But you're not getting paid for that day. It's a load of bollocks. So it's always worth winning that yeah. So what I like to do is spread, spread, spread the bet, if you like. Mm. So I'll get my tools have so i tend to take an sds a combi drill and a laser in, in in the middle of my tools and then hand tools to do, to pretty much do anything required so um continuity tester your, your standard hand tools for second fixing and your standard hand tools for first fixing and that's what i take on the first day now tomorrow i've got like and i'll get grief for that because National Blue Book Agreement says that you shouldn't you shouldn't have to provide plant and taking a SDS drill is providing plant and you're just cheapening the industry and you should be charging for it. I don't I don't believe that. I think we're mercenaries and you get paid to turn up to do a job. Do, like, do you remember that? Um, <laughs> do you remember that picture I took? It was right before Christmas, yes. probably two Christmases ago. One of the greatest pictures of all time. Oh, uh, and it was a LinkedIn post, I think. Proper depressing LinkedIn post. I actually made a little meme for me, like, "Twas the cold before Christmas." <laughs> you know? Was it one I of was, mine? I was, yeah, listen, I'll find it. I'll dig it out for you. It was quite funny, but it's me. Someone else took the picture, someone I was working with, and it's just me sitting there, and I'm just like, fuck. Like, you know, because we, we all just got laid off about two weeks before Christmas, Second time it's happened to me since I've been self-employed. And I was just like, what the fuck? And it's, you know, and it's always the way. What the fuck am I going and to you do were now? And you were sitting on like two... I was uh, sitting ball, on two, two toolboxes. Two so I had my SDS drill and my combi and impact. And all I got was ridicule. Why are you taking so many fucking tools to site? Are you some sort of cunt? So what? And this, this was this was this was the world we was in when we done the union. These are the people that used to get on us. Why are you taking so many tools? You shouldn't take tools to site. Tools should be provided. No, no you're self-employed, mate. No, 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 no. You shouldn't you shouldn't take drills. They should provide you drills. They should this do the this. Problem. It was they're, mental. They're trying they're trying to just they, they if they think they're they're employed, they're not employed. Mm. Uh, and this is what people don't realise, they're not employed. Um you shouldn't even be in that situation anyway, because most of these people it's all shady, uh, whether it's even lawful to be employed this way, you know, with the IR thirty five, which has been in for a long time. You know, and they're sitting there saying this is what should be happening. Well no, you shouldn't even be working like this in the first place. Mm. Shouldn't even be working like this in the first place. As yeah. an employer, you're quite, and Mark, both of you, this question. As an employer, I know you're not big fans of agency workers anyway, because no one is really, because you tend to, 
the, the, the good ones tend to get snapped up and, and the bad ones tend to be bumping around the circuit for a while. Um, but your, what is your perception? What do you require from an agency worker when they turn up to work for you? What are you looking for? Yeah, it's interesting listening to you guys, actually, because I know very little about the agency sector. I've never really had a lot to do with it. Never worked in that kind of environment myself, not recruiting anybody from there. And if I was ever employing anybody, I would make sure I had all the equipment for them, all the materials for them. I would just be expecting them to turn up and provide labour, I suppose. But that's just, just me thinking about it now. It's really interesting listening to your two stories and experiences and why people would slate you for doing something that's best for your circumstances is ridiculous, to be fair. You're the only person who can make the decision of what's best for you. And if you want to work for one quid a day or a thousand quid a day, it's no one else's business. The capitalist market we all work in will dictate what that is. And you know, it's up to all of us as grown-ups to make those decisions. Where it does fall down, I think, is that there's too many agencies who are in control of large contracts. There's not enough actual employed labour and decent jobs that people would want to take. It's too, too much of a short-term thinking from main contractors and employers. Oh, great. Yeah. Neil, what's your thoughts on on, so on I I used agency uh, recently for the first time, and the experience was quite pleasant in terms of the people I've been with um, in the office, so to speak. They're very polite, um, but the rates they wanted to charge were extortionate, in my opinion. Um, what 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 was they? They was sub thirty five pound an hour, um, <clears throat> which I think is is extortionate. Um, it depends how much is going kicking back to the electrician. I think if they're taking thirty-five pound and paying twenty pound, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I just thought it was it was it was a, a rate that couldn't be achieved from from most. I would say most electrical contractors wouldn't be able to cover that and make a profit. Um, and fundamentally, when you use agency, it's because of probably bad, either bad, um, bad business model. Or bad planning, because you're taking a job you can't you can't you can't um, source directly. But I, when I had people turn up, I thought they almost uniquely turned up with nothing, uh, and I mean nothing, uh, barely even PPE. Um, and when you say PPE, boots, railway PPE, so boots, oranges, four oranges, glasses, gloves, and hats. That's and the minimum ex- required. And do you expect the agency worker to turn up with? that PPE yes I would expect them to turn up with that I'll be happy to provide it but if I'm going to a, a labour supply agency I expect that labour supply agency to make sure they're kitted out their guys ready for the now, jobs they're advertising them for this is a fin on a railway now isn't it because you have to have company branded where no, no. Uh, well, I, when I was on HS2 on that I, I thought it was a network rail thing personally no it's a Skanska thing <clears throat> That might be, but everyone had to have a company name on so they could identify people. So the agency had to provide you all your PPE and it had to have, it was Randstad on that contract. Well, when it comes down to law, it depends. Your, your employer should be providing all your PPE free, free of charge. Which now, is what an agency is, is. The agency is an employer. So regardless yeah. of what contract they're on, they should be making sure their guys are... Um, They should be making sure their guys are kitted out for the task and it shouldn't cost the agency guys a thing. No. <clears throat> so for me, I made a decision a while ago, regardless of before, before <clears throat> when I was doing agency stuff, uh, doing agency work um, on a job like this, 
the the rate being so low, I would have used it as a phone box. That's a common term. So you turn up, you're on your phone all day, you're getting paid to make phone calls to find another job. This is you a know, common term is, for Sam, isn't it? This isn't a common, this is a Sam common term. This isn't, it, it's interesting. Uh, yeah, it's really uh, no, interesting. no, that is, I'm going to use this job as a phone box, mate. And that is, that is a common agency term. Now, one of the things, I made a conscious decision. If I'm going to take this job, I'm going to take this job and I'm going to go and do the best I can at it. Otherwise, I'm not going. If I'm going to go there with the wrong attitude, I'm just not doing it. Because actually, when you turn up to one of these jobs with that bad attitude, it starts rolling over into your life. And it's almost like, I've spoken about this before, it's soulless. So if you turn up soulless about the job, everyone starts treating you in a bad way. Everything about the job becomes bad. That starts leaking over into your life. And then all of a sudden, you're, you're like walking around depressed because you've got this job that's not paying you enough and you're all hard done by and stuff like that. Whereas I, I thought, I'm going I'm to take, take these type of jobs the same way as I'd attack a 300 quid a day job. So I'm just going to go in there. I'm going to provide the tools I need to get the job done. I don't care even if they do provide the drills. I'm taking mine. I'm taking my laser. Oh, you shouldn't have to provide a laser. I don't have to provide it, but I'm taking it because it's going to make my life easier. I'm going to do the best job I can and then see what, see what, see what brings. Do you know what I mean? Thing is, I, think that, that, I think that's healthy because I'll tell you what, the sort of person, and I don't care what trade they're in, that would describe a paying job as a phone box, I could not want further away from my business. You know, they, them sort of people are that's just... Look, that's triggered him. No, but I'm just, no, I'm just, telling, I'm just being, trying to be honest that I can't think of a worse way to run a business and have people like that wearing my branded PPE or shirts. I was like, no, nah, I don't want you anywhere near. I would pay for you to go away. So nothing to do with you. Honestly, I just think it's an awful, awful attitude for something you've got to do 50 hours a week. Who wants to be, who wants to be like that 50 hours a week? Exactly. Exactly. That mentality for 50 hours a week really does start seeping over because then it, it seeps over into the travel there. So that morning you wake up with the ump, you're traveling to work with the ump, you get to work, everyone's an arsehole, that geezer's, that geezer's this and that geezer's that. And then you start getting to these little bitching fests and then everyone's coating everyone off. And then- The honest thing is, these people are never going to be happy. They'll always, no. be, they'll always be something to push back against. Yes. Ah, oh, this is a phone box. He don't buy drills. Ah, oh, this is a phone box. Ah, oh, we only get paid half hour. Or whatever it is, there'll be something for them to moan because yeah. it's just in their mind. 